With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into a Monday edition of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi out in Jersey. Stormy Bonantoni here at our VSIN studio live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Got a great jam-packed couple of hours ahead in about 30 minutes. We'll have the one and only Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata who will join us to break down all of the betting action from last night and looking ahead to tonight in the Western Conference Final. Plus, uh, Michael's not long-last cousin, though. You'll be sad to know. Vic Lombardi, Nuggets reporter and host Altitude Sports, will join us as well. And Mike Pritchard. Yeah, usually, usually, Michael, it's the hour of Mike and Michael with Mike Pritchard, Mike Palm, Mike Somich. But today it's the Lombardi Hour. I'm excited. Yeah, it is. I do that show in Denver uh, every see every eleven o'clock on Friday during the regular se- during football season. So it's good to have Vic on. Uh, no relation at all, but a lot to talk about Denver. I mean, three love going up. Hoping to close your uh, hope to close your parlay tonight, which you won last night convincingly. <laughs> you try to tell everybody to take those Celtics, uh, take those uh, Heat, and get and, and with the points, what a gift that was, huh, Stormy? Oh my goodness, complete and utter domination for me to get that first leg of the money line parlay again. If you weren't with us yesterday, we combined the Heat last night. And the Nuggets tonight, both on the money line, taking those plus money prices, pays out about plus 460 if we can get Denver home tonight. But a 128 to 102 win for the Heat, Michael, led by as many as 33 in what was just a complete no-show for the Celtics. It's the biggest loss in Celtics playoff history. And I loved hearing from Charles Barkley and Shaq and Reggie Miller all openly disgusted with how the Celtics had played. What was your evaluation? What were your big takeaways yesterday? Well, I listened to Spolster's press conference afterwards, and he talked about their walkthrough in the morning about how they had so much energy, and they knew they were going to have to withstand Boston's best punch. But what I saw when I was watching it was when they took their best punch and the heat didn't buckle, the Celtics said this might be too hard, Mm -hmm. and they kind of retreated. And I think that's ultimately what happened. You know, the, we can blame this guy not playing well, that guy not playing well. It, this is a will to win. I mean, you lost a game when Jimmy Butler has been the dominant player in the series, and he didn't play dominant. You know, it wasn't him that made the plays. Gabe Vincent's making plays, right? And so, uh, for me, it was like, okay, we got it. 
JVT said it earlier on Sunday that how good of a we forget how well this the Heat can shoot three pointers and they did yesterday incredibly. You know they shot at fifty four percent, but I just felt there was a moment where the Celtics thought, okay, we're going to punch you in the mouth. You can't really take it, and the Heat said, oh yes, we can. And the Celtics said, okay, we get it. We're we're done. And they walked. I mean, think about it. Look who played the fourth quarter of Game <laughs> Three for the Celtics. Yep. Yeah, and it's funny because. You were looking at some of the the live numbers and the total being in play late in this game, and then all the backups come in, and it's just like make city running up and down the floor. These guys finally getting the opportunity to play, and the total ends up soaring over in this one. And J- speaking because you mentioned JVT, he was posting on Twitter last night how much cr- grief that sports books were getting for having the Celtics as a favorite in this game. And, you know, hindsight 2020, you look at the result. But we had talked about how good the Heat were and and trust your eyes when it comes to betting this series. But then nobody was talking about all of the bettors who bet the Celtics up from a two-and-a-half point favorite to a four-and-a-half point favorite before tip-off ultimately in the game last night. And people just kept wanting to believe that the Boston Celtics in a must-win situation with their backs against the wall, we're going to change who they showed to be at TD Garden. And that clearly wasn't the case. There was no urgency. There was no intensity. Um, Charles Barkley at halftime was talking about that lack of mental toughness and how Boston early on was complaining about every single call. Uh, It just wasn't the Celtics team that we saw last year that in a tough, hard-fought series came out of it and ultimately made the NBA Finals, Michael. It's not It's not the same team. No it's question. not the same feel. No question. I mean, and look, you know, this is always about how you re, how you answer the bell, right? And I think a lot of times us as betters, we kind of convince ourselves, you know, this, game, this team's on a two-game win streak. They're going to lose a game. Well, instead of watching the way they play, you know, instead of watching the play, and when Boston didn't come out in game two with a sense of desperation to close out, 11-point lead with 11 minutes to go in game two, 11-point lead with nine minutes. I think they had a 12-point lead with six minutes to go mm-hmm. in game two, and they can't close it out. It just talks about the power of this Heat team of playing collectively together. And Spolstra mentioned it in his press conference. He said, look, the regular season for us – was a great ability to work through some things that we needed to work through to get ready for this moment, whether it's the pick and roll with Duncan Robinson and Bam Adebayo or whether it's just our spacing on the floor. And once we corrected it, we have gotten better. I think that was a powerful lesson. One of the things that I think often happens in sports is no one's preparing for what we have to do to win something. They're preparing for the next game. But in a coach's mind, like Spolstra, he's always preparing for what will we need to do to beat the best teams in the league? What element of our team must improve if we're going to match another team? And he did that. And I think the losing has strengthened their team. Yeah, and I mean, the Heat might not have the on-paper talent that we see with Boston, but they do have the coach's understanding Like in Eric Spolstra. They're superior in fight and culture. Uh, in mentality. And you mentioned Gabe Vincent earlier, career high 29 points for him. Duncan Robinson, 22 off the bench, had five made threes. Caleb Martin with 18, six different Heat players in double figures. And I, I, I know that as a team, they don't care so much for the narrative of the undrafted players and the chip on their shoulder mentality, but combined to score 81 points in that game were Heat <laughs> undrafted players. 
It's it's unbelievable the way they've come together. Bam Adebayo even said the rim was as big as an ocean for everybody, and it certainly felt that way. Now, Michael, as we look ahead, the Heat are finally a favorite in a game. Yeah. Uh, opened a one-point favorite, and now we're seeing it at two. Ultimately, do they close things out tomorrow? You know, I mean, if you're a Celtic player and you're in South Beach, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, there's a lot of distractions down there. I mean, and you know you're down three love. And what's it, 149 to zero of teams yep. coming back from down being three love? I mean, it's going to really take a, a lot of Joe Missoula to convince his team, can we raise our level? We, you asked me yesterday, what was it going to take for Boston to win the game? And they were going to have to raise their level. And they've not been able to do that over over the course of the 48 minutes that they play. Uh, I just think, to me, when you listen to what Butler said, when you listen to what Spolster said, and you listen to what he talked about in the walkthrough in the morning, how focused they were and how they understand that now is the time to take advantage of the Celtics, I think they close it out Tuesday night. It's such an incredible story, too, just as an eight seed, the, the regular season performance that they had struggling were the worst cover team in the NBA um, now to have knocked off the top seed and are carving through the number two seed in the East as well. Really, really impressive. Of course, while the Heat are willing themselves to win, Michael, let's look to tonight where the Nuggets and Lakers are going head-to-head. Denver, I think, has just very clearly proved that they are the better team in this series. There are three, three three-and-a-half point favorite coming up tonight. 224-and-a-half is our total in this spot. Hard to imagine LeBron James and Anthony Davis getting swept, but the Nuggets have just been better every single game, especially in clutch time. Not only they've been better, Stormy, they've met every challenge, right? We, we talk about it all the time. There's a point where a championship team has to get challenged and they have to respond in a positive way towards that challenge. And this is what we've seen from the Nuggets. Game one, dominating the game, get to the fourth quarter. Oh, here come the Lakers. Here comes showtime, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, the Nuggets are going to fold because they've lost five times to this team. They don't. They they battle back, and they win a game that was very winnable for the Lakers. Game two, the Lakers dominate for three quarters. All of a sudden, Jamal Murray finds his stroke, scores 24 points in the fourth. They respond. Same thing thing the other night. Jokic is in foul trouble for most of the game. He can't really exert himself. Scores 15 points in the fourth quarter. I just think anytime you watch a team respond – to the challenges that lie before them. And they they meet those challenges. They have that winner's mentality. It's going to be hard to beat. As good as LeBron is and as good as Anthony Davis is, there's just not enough pieces around them. You know, if they have to go back to Denver to win one, so be it. But to me, it's all she wrote. I think it ends tonight. Yeah, not enough pieces around them. And, and for two guys that we have talked so much about this postseason – the potential for them to run out of gas in that tank. It feels like we're, we might finally be at that point, especially when you look at certain of plays from LeBron James that are just so uncharacteristic and off the wall, like him going in for a, a, a layup by himself and he just loses the ball. Like odd things that yeah. we're not used to seeing from LeBron James in this spot. And I'm, I'm with you. I definitely like the, the, the Nuggets, excuse me, plus three and a half points tonight. And obviously I'm looking to close out that money line parlay. So let's see if we can get it through. Can, yes, what let's a, do it. What an odd thing, by the way, that if let's say both of these series do end up in a sweep, Michael, the NBA finals aren't going to start until June 2nd. We're gonna have, what are we going to do with be, ourselves? 
We're going to have to talk about baseball. No, we won't. We'll just keep talking about these mini camps and how great all these players look now that they're in a team activity. That's what we'll talk about. We'll talk about your guy Trey Lance's ability to correct his his accuracy, even though he's not been under any pressure as any players around him. You know, it's like saying a golfer goes to the driving range and he's really hit the ball well. Yeah, how's that work on the first tee when you got people watching you? See how that works. I saw a tweet this morning even from a Panthers beat writer out there at the start of OTAs, which, by the way, 20 teams beginning OTAs today, 10 more tomorrow. So we are in that third phase of the offseason program. But that uh, Frank Reich said Bryce Young, very, very in command already to start things <laughs> off with OTAs. So that's that's the way that we're going to go there. So um, we have to take a break, Michael, but we didn't get to talk at all about the PGA Championship yesterday. So let's yes. make sure we get into that with um, with Kepka finally getting another championship major win uh, to his name, as well as my Vegas Golden Knights getting yes. it done in OT. So I was glad that I didn't go against my my my, my heart for once in my life. That I, I said, nope, okay, Jake Ottinger, you're incredible in a bounce-back spot. Got to go with my heart, and it ended up paying off. So we'll get to all that and a lot more when we return here on the Lombardi Line. Don't go anywhere. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Michael, we had a pretty good, like, projection in general yesterday with a number of sports that we were talking about, including the PGA Championship, looking at some live bets, 
Brooks Kepka and Scotty Scheffler were the two players that we were talking about. Kepka ends up winning his third PGA Championship, fifth major, and Scheffler ends up coming back from two under after 54 holes to seven under to finish second. Pretty awesome way to close things out yesterday. You know, and, and I thought it was a great way to end it. That course was, mag you know, once we got through Saturday where you just looked like you couldn't really tell how beautiful the course was. Yesterday, it kind of told you how pretty it was and why they picked that place at Rochester. So it was great. I, I was really impressed with Kepka's ability to bounce back after what happened at Augusta. We mentioned on the show yesterday that it was important to watch him drive the first tee. Jim Nance mentioned it as well because once he drove that first tee at Augusta, his, his round never got back. He was kind of looked like the pressure got to him and you know everybody was citing the fact that maybe when you're in the live tour you're not feeling the pressure and having that sense of urgency to win because you're guaranteed to make money I think Kepka put an answer to all that yesterday yeah and and coming off the masters where he didn't finish the way that he wanted to we we talked yesterday about whether or not he would kind of re Ha, like have that same type of a performance and crumble under the pressure or if he would rise above and overcome it. And clearly that's what he was able to do. He's the 20th player in men's golf history to win five major championships. Now joining Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson as the only players to do it in the last 30 years. So joining some really elite company, even still Michael getting overshadowed to an extent was PGA club pro Michael Block hitting that yeah. hole-in-one on 15. the I mean, the interaction with Rory and getting to play with Rory McIlroy at his position, uh, it was just so cool. And then the interview afterwards where he sees the video that his son posted from the local club and getting emotional and talking about what this That's means great. to him at 46 years old, such a cool story. Yeah, such a great story. And, and, you know, they did such a good job of talking about the story and projecting it forward. I mean... Look, it, it is, you know, that's the beautiful thing about golf is, you know, the, there are certain players that we don't even know that play well, that play at these clubs that all of a sudden have this magical round. And, and the, I mean, Rory tells the guy it, it went in the hole. He didn't even believe him. I know. <laughs> he didn't even believe him that it went in the hole. So, you know, Rory's another guy that's frustrating to watch. I mean, his, his front nine was three pars, three bogeys, three birdies. I mean, you know, every time you feel like he's like – I was sitting there watching Rory on the first hole, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's back. And then, you know, he kind of just doesn't play with the consistency at times that you think a great player like he is could plays with. And, and obviously he's still, like, at a point in his career where he's got a lot of longevity left. But I hope for his sake that he is able to get that win at Augusta at some point so that he can complete the career goal. Even though I know he sees he says that it doesn't matter. Um, whether or not he does it, yeah. I, I think we all know how he feels. But for Michael well, Block, by the way, he moved up 3,000 spots in the official golf rankings. Not only is he invited back to the PGA Championship at Valhalla next year, but he's getting all of these exemption calls. He's invited to the Charles Schwab, to the RBC Heritage. What an amazing week, right? Yeah. I don't think he's got – he got he quali I think he needed to be in the top four to qualify for the Masters. But, look, I think anybody who says they don't want to win the Masters, I mean – I think they're lying. I mean, I think of all the tournaments that if you play golf, whether you play it recreationally, whether you play it professionally, you know, your dream whenever you hit a great shot is, oh, man, I could win the Masters with that mm -hmm. shot, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so don't tell me you don't want to win the Masters. Like, that's on everybody's, you know, I don't even care if you grow up in Great Britain or like or like Hoven did over in, in, in Norway. Like, that course, that moment, the tradition, unlike any other – Everybody wants to win.
And I, I hope Rory does get it. I really, really do. Um, but hey, let's talk a little Viva Las Vegas real quickly because the Vegas yes. Golden Knights get it I done. I want to hear it. It was another sweat of a game that goes to overtime. By the way, all four of these NHL conference final games now have gone to extra hockey. Um, but the VGK get it done. Jonathan Marcheseau with a late goal at the end of the third period forces overtime and then the quick goal by Chandler Stevenson to get things done. 3-2 the final score and the VGK are up two games to none in the Western Conference final. And, and Michael, for me especially, having followed the team as close as I do, being a former ringside reporter for Vegas, the last couple times that Vegas found themselves in a Western Conference final, the goals dried up, right? And they were either running into a hot goalie or offensively the production just wasn't there. And I think finally with the talent that they've accrued and and Jack Eichel and, and Mark Stone leading the charge, that this is a different team and they could maybe really get over the hump this time, which is pretty incredible to think about. Yeah, I mean, having covered the sport as much as you have, are you surprised both home teams are up two games to none? Um, well, they're not. So the Golden Knights are up two games oh, to none. I'm sorry. The the Panth the Panthers yep. were one. The Panthers are playing. Or they won two on the road. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But it's it's honestly it's incredible what the Florida Panthers have done. Their story's been insane, Michael, too, because they were an eight seed just like the Miami Heat. They knock off yeah. the Boston Bruins, who are the best team ever in regular season history, and now putting themselves in this position. So I, I do the way that I feel right now, even though I have a Dallas Stars Western Conference final like futures ticket in hand, I feel like it's going to be Vegas, Florida in the final, and it'll be some really interesting games. But uh, outside of hockey, like we talked about before the break, it's time for OTAs. These players are reporting. I know everything's all, all voluntary, but... I think it is interesting when we get to this third phase of the offseason program, getting everybody together. It's always newsworthy who shows up and, and who, sh who doesn't. But for people that are kind of unfamiliar with the way that the calendar works, what is this time period for NFL players? Well, this is now the now you can actually put shoulder. You, you could put helmets on the players, jerseys. They have to put jerseys on them. There's a mandate on how long you can be on the practice field. You can have team activities. You can't have, you know, they're going to monitor the amount of physicality in these team activities. But you could have a, a team, uh, you could have an inside run period. You could have a seven on seven. You could have a team pass period. You could have a red zone period. So this is now the time their teams start to put in their playbooks and start to execute and see players go against one another and see how they respond to the team element. They have not been in a team element up until this point because it's not been allowed, even the rookies. So this will be a time where you can see one-on-ones, one-on-one pass rush. Now, you have to limit the amount of contact and you have to be very diligent to comply to the rules because the, the PA will be monitoring the practices and if they sense it's too physical, they'll take certain days away. We've seen this happen before. So it's a great time to really start to evaluate your team to start to understand where you need to put players. And then I think it's also a time for team bonding. It's also a time for clarification, giving players a, a pathway to understand how can they impact the team this year. And if you're the leader of the team, you've got to make sure you put the players in the right place for their success. Are there certain like position groups or anything like that that are most important or even teams that come to mind where this, this program, this, this time for OTAs is going to be really critical for them? I, I think a team like Buffalo that I think is shifting what they're going to do offensively, right? Because of the draft pick of Dalton Kincaid, 
right? They're going to be more of a 12 team. They've always been an 11 team. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to be an 11, but the role that they have scribed out for Dalton Kincaid, how that plays and how they change their running game to match that, what they do, I think that's going to be really important for them. I think it's going to be a little bit of a change, and and they're not going to change what they do in the passing game, but they're going to change what they do in terms of their style. I think the Washington Commanders, this is Eric Bieniemy's chance to run an offense. It's his chance to install an offense. It's his chance to call it, to prepare it, right? We know Ron Rivera is a defensive coach, so Ron Rivera is not going to come in and say, hey, I want to do this, this, and this. He's going to let Bieniemy be the head coach of the offense. I think it's going to be really important to see how that goes and Sam Howell's development. All these young players who didn't get a lot of reps last year, Des Ritter down in Atlanta, Howe in Washington. They're going to need to take a ton of these reps because football is a mathematical sport, right? You're only going to be allowed to practice two and a half hours. You only have so many team periods. You only have so many reps in those team periods. So how do you divide those reps? Who gets the reps? Who should have the reps? That's the job of the head coach, and that's why young players like Bryce Young, Sam Howe, Ritter, those guys have to take all the reps. Yeah, the, the rookies and second-year players, you have to think that this time is critical, as well as just quarterbacks and receivers in general, optimizing this time to create a little bit of that early-season chemistry so that you're not starting from scratch when it comes to week one, kind of like what we saw with Aaron Rodgers last year where he missed a lot of this voluntary workout time and didn't have that chemistry with the young guys in Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs who probably needed it more than others. We got to take a quick break. We'll talk more about OTAs and their importance a little bit later on in the show, as well as DraftKings releasing some new markets that we can get to and kind of push that thought process forward. But when we come back, Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata, will let us know how things are going from the other side of the counter yesterday and today with the Western Conference final game three, game four, excuse me, coming up tonight with the Lakers and Nuggets. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with VSIN's pro subscription. Sign up now for just $9.99 to get access to everything we do, including daily pro picks on all of the summer action, including NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24-7 video access, as well as pro tools like our exclusive betting splits showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Smart, start betting smarter. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe and sign up now. Man, I get caught up with these tongue twisters sometimes, Michael. And I love alliteration yeah. too, so I'm mad at myself for that one. But uh, So we so far over the first half hour have talked a lot about what transpired last night looking ahead to today in the NBA to take us behind the counter. Now for more perspective, we bring in Thomas Gable, director of the race and sportsbook at the Borgata. What's going on, Thomas? How are you? Doing well guys. And uh, yeah, yesterday, just a great sports day between the, the PGA championship and uh, the Knights going up there, uh, two games to none. And then of course, what transpired last night, uh, <laughs> which I'm not quite sure, at least the betters here, uh, did not have an inkling that was going to happen because uh, everybody was on Boston yesterday and took a couple big bets on the Boston money line and yeah it was uh, it was a bloodbath there. Hey TG, did you move the number at all? Yeah, well, I mean, we we basically follow the market when it comes to the NBA uh, playoffs, um, just because of how efficient. Well, I shouldn't say not necessarily efficient, but you want to 
basically stay in market there uh, when it comes to playoff time. So, I mean, the market bet, bet the Celtics up. And, I mean, we were seeing the same thing here. We, we were getting Celtics money. Um, so it was, it was pretty much uh, all Celtics money uh, late through, throughout the afternoon. And, um, you know, putting in a, they were putting in every parlay yesterday. So it was just, I mean, that game, it, people had no chance whatsoever. And uh, it, was, it, it was lights out early on for Celtics backers. What's the adjustment now on that series price um, in the Eastern Conference final? And are you seeing any people taking a shot on Boston to maybe make history and come back? No, I think based on based on what we witnessed last night, and you have a team that essentially gave up. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be many people banking on the Celtics to do something that uh, has never happened before, and, and that's to come from from three games back. Um, I mean, even the Lakers right now uh, having to do the same at fourteen to one. I mean, uh, it's it's just highly, highly unlikely to happen, and uh, I, people aren't going to take that uh, take that chance. You know, somebody said to me yesterday, "Well, a, a 16 seed never beat a number one seed in the NCAA tournament till it happened." And y- yes, that's true, but um, that's a one-game thing that that could potentially yeah. occur. This is, you know, to do it in four games when you're already down three threes of love and come back and sweep four. In a row, it's a lot more difficult than uh, than a one game uh, one off. TG is a handicapper of the NBA. Are are you going into next season and look at the regular season with a little bit of a can we believe this? Because you know we see the both one seeds. You know the Denver's obviously a one seed, but the Milwaukee, Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, here's Miami can't beat Chicago in the play in, and here they are. But we knew they were a good team last year. So I mean. We had this conversation yesterday, and you mentioned uh, we stay with our power ratings. But at what point do you believe what you see? Well, that's right, right, and I think that's finally we're finally at that point, right? Because people were questioning why were the Celtics favored last night, uh, why weren't the Heat favored at home, uh, and now finally in Game Four, you're going to see the, the Heat being the favorite. Um, and it's finally come to to a point where, yes, you have to believe what you're seeing. And the Celtics' effort last night uh, was dreadful. Um, we knew coming into this series, the, the one point, the one place that Miami had the advantage in was in, in the coaching mismatch. We knew that they had the advantage there. But uh, when you look at this, the two teams on paper, obviously every single thing sort of favored Boston's way. Uh, but obviously the Heat have uh, have figured it out, and uh, they figured it out against Milwaukee. They, they did it again against New York, and now, now here they are about to eliminate Boston. Um, and it really, I, I guess, goes back, Michael, I don't know if you've had any, I'm sure as a Sixers fan, you're probably thinking to yourself <laughs> watching the effort last night what really happened to the Sixers against this team? Was this the same team that beat the Sixers in seven? Well, I mean, I, I, I said to myself, and I've, I've said this to JVT on the program, I knew that if Philly played Miami, I kept watching the standings all year, and I, I knew if Miami was the sixth seed and Philly remained a three seed, that Philly wouldn't have gotten out of the first round. And I, and I would have stuck by that 
whether of anything, but Miami couldn't kind of turn that corner to get the six seed and, and, you know, and Brooklyn ended up getting it kind of fell into it because Miami couldn't capture it. So, yeah, I mean, that was always going to be a bad matchup. I, I think what we miss in betting sometimes is the mental toughness of the team and teams peaking at the right time, and we don't believe it. Yeah. We just don't want to yeah. believe it. You know, we don't want to believe that the Giants as a wild card team can go into Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers, and yet they do. I think that's a hard part to get over. The one, the one thing that's very difficult uh, when it comes to, to betting and, uh, and handicapping Momentum is a real thing in sports, and you kind of—I equate it back to what we saw uh, last year in baseball with the Philadelphia Phillies. You know, they just snuck into the playoffs and they made it to the World Series. They—they uh, they peaked at the right time. Same thing with going on here with Miami Heat right now in the NBA playoffs. The question is, how do you quantify momentum? What number do you assign to that? It's very difficult to do, if, if not impossible. So uh, that's really where you kind of have to um, you look at what's literally in front of you. And, you know, people on my side of the counter, if we're, we're making a number on something and you're looking at it and saying, this isn't right, and, you know, just based on what my eyes are viewing, uh, then you, you go with what your eyes are viewing. Because, again, you know, momentum is a real thing in sports. Also, because you mentioned the 76ers, every time Jimmy Butler does something or the Heat get another win, I just keep flashing in my brain, Tobias Harris over me, and saying that on repeat in my brain. (laughs) But uh, here with Thomas Gable, director of the Race and Sportsbook at the Borgata in Atlantic City. As we push that conversation forward, though, TG, to this Denver Nuggets and Lakers game coming up tonight, we do see this Denver squad who has been the better team through three games. In clutch time, they have been able to rise to the occasion against this Lakers squad, who is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. People not thinking that LeBron and AD are going to get swept here. Um, Is that the way that it's being bet at this point as well? Well, currently, the early money has been on Denver here. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, again, I I think, yeah, again, a lot of people are thinking that the Lakers are not going to get swept. LeBron's not going to get swept. Um, You could see a gentleman sweep here in this series, and then the Nuggets go home and and close it out. Either way, looking at this series, the Boston series, and the two NHL series, which are both 2-0 at this point, there's a very real uh, chance, there's definitely a mathematical possibility, we'll come next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, and there won't be any NBA or NHL playoffs going on uh, because we have to wait until the calendar turns to June for the finals to start. So um, all four of these series that are going on right now could potentially be over this week. Which is amazing, right? What are we going to do, TG? I mean, we're going to have to have counseling, I think. I mean, what will we do? You know, yesterday, did anybody make – I mean, I know we talked about Kepka and how well he was playing, and we wanted to check him out early. And you you talked about Scotty Scheffler, and he made a great comeback, fell two shots short. But did did anybody play? Was there any other action besides those two yesterday? Uh, Kepka was certainly getting bet in play. Um, Scheffler did take some money in play. Uh, probably Hovland would have been the best case scenario for us. I, I thought Scheffler, he, you know, obviously gave it a, a, a run there. His start, he missed two very makeable birdie putts on one and two yesterday, which I thought really could have uh, generated and really went a long way for him. Uh, albeit he did finish tied second, but Brooks, uh, to your point, which we discussed yesterday, how did he start? 
you know, he came out, he was hitting fairways, he was hitting some great irons into the greens, and he was making putts. He didn't make mistakes, and that was uh, the, the big thing there. If he could overcome that pressure uh, right from the start and kind of get settled in, and the good thing about that course, I mean, the first couple holes there, those are birdie opportunities, and Brooks didn't miss them yesterday. He got off to a really good start. He was able to stay ahead of the field, and that was exactly what he needed to do before he got the hole six there, which is obviously the most difficult hole there uh, throughout the week on the course. So, uh, no, kudos to, to Kepka there, and uh, he'll be back, obviously, for the, for the U.S. Open coming up in about three weeks now in L.A., so... Uh, it, it'll be a good time there. Had the eye of the tiger. Thanks, TG. All right. Thanks, thanks TG. Also, Michael, I don't know if you saw this, but Michael Block, as we talked about, like his hole in run one and the incredible story with him tying for 15th, 175 to one to have a top 20 finish. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. All right. We'll wow. be right back on the Lombardi line with another Lombardi. You won't want to miss it. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Use BetMGM bonus bet to place your next wager on any game in any sport. To receive your bonus bet, simply log in to your BetMGM account every Saturday and Wednesday between May 13th through June 7th to bet on any game of your choice. Then add that type of bet on any game to your bet slip. Activate your bonus bet. There's no deposit or additional wager required. This bonus bet is on the house. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Promotion may differ per customer. 21 and up only to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Promotional offers not available in Nevada, New York, Ontario, and Washington, D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada, 
1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Minnesota in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to the Lombardi line alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, and it only makes sense on a program with the name Lombardi to bring in another Vic Lombardi, Altitude Sports Reporter and host, covers the Nuggets closely day in and day out. Vic, welcome in, and I'm I'm sad to report to the audience at home that there is no long-lost relation in terms, like, you're not cousins, there's no background here, but you guys do know each other well, which is nice. Yeah, and I'm sure at some point in our lives, we all fibbed and told people we were Vince Lombardi's grandson. I know I did. Did you do the same, Michael? I, actually, I tell everybody my last name's really Smith, but when I got into football, I changed it to Lombardi to take full advantage of it. Why not? I had a big nose. I might as well use it. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's a – yeah, people don't realize what a common Italian name it is. But, Vic, uh, the Denver Nuggets have are on a five-game winning streak. The Lakers uh, have won one out of the last five. They beat the – obviously, they beat Golden State in the last game. Tell me why what has been – the main reason why this Nugget team this year has got this mental fortitude that hasn't been there in the past when they face challenges, they seem to buckle, but this year they don't. Number one, they're healthy. This is the first time they've been healthy as a group since the 2020 bubble Western Conference Finals. And even then, they had a couple of role players that were out of that series. So they are fully healthy. Every player that makes a difference on this team, on this roster, is healthy and ready to play. So you see what health does, number one. Number two, Mike, is this is a squad that picks up its senses from the leader, and that is Nikola Jokic. It originates with Nikola. He is one of those no-nonsense, never get too high, never get too low, poised to a fault almost, where if he scores 53, big deal. If he scores three, big deal. Did we win or lose? That's his response. That's his reaction to every game. And that's the way the team is responding now. It's contagious. You could see the balance. You could see the fortitude. You could see the fight. It really is a team-wide notion that uh, they act and talk like Nikola Jokic. I never thought I'd live to see the day. And now just one win away from making franchise history and making the NBA Finals, and it feels more like a, a when than an if that happens uh, especially given that 149-0 and 0 thing with teams that are up three games to none in a NBA playoff series. But do they have enough to get it done tonight on the road and sweep LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Well, listen, I'd be lying to you if I, if I told you I expected a 3-0 lead in the series. I thought game three would be incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to win. I thought that, even as a, a Nuggets apologist. Well, they, they proved me wrong, and they're proving everybody else wrong. So at this point, I don't know what to think, to be honest. They're still the underdogs tonight, all right? The, the Lakers are still favored. Even though the Nuggets are prohibitive favorites to win the NBA Finals at this point, they're still underdogs in Game 4. It all depends on how much pride is in that other room. Um, we all know LeBron James is a prideful guy, um, and, and I know he's going to try and get his team to play tonight. You don't want to get embarrassed like the Celtics got embarrassed last night. That's the last thing you want. But pride only carries you so far. I, I, I guess we'll find out if, if the Nuggets were to build a double-digit lead tonight in L.A., did the, the Lakers just bag it up at that point and say, okay, we're done? I, I don't know how to predict that. I know the, the Nuggets are out to win it tonight and finish it off. Uh, they don't want to yeah. test fate. 
They don't want to mess with that 0 for 149 number. Certainly not against this team. They want to finish it off tonight. You know, I love Jokic's reaction to the reporter who asked him the question, you know, were you surprised you played so well considering you didn't need this game? And he kind of did it that double take. Like, are you kidding me? We play every game to win. So, like, I can only imagine their sense of urgency is going to be heightened tonight just as the Lakers would. But let's face it, game three, if there was – that was the Lakers' best shot, and they couldn't do it. So I can't imagine that the Nuggets won't play as well. Considering, too, Vic, I don't think Jokic is going to get in foul trouble like he did the first three quarters. Yeah, and that was the most amazing facet of that game, Michael, is, you know, when Joker gets his fourth foul with 734 to play in the third, everybody on the Nuggets side is like doing the old gulp, right? You know, the non-Joker minutes are most important. They actually finished off that quarter even par, and they did so with role players picking up their, their parts. Uh, KCP played a huge role in that. Aaron Gordon having to guard Anthony Davis during that stint was really remarkable. That's where the game was won. And when you have that kind of belief in your bench and your role players, when Joker's not in the game, just imagine when he's in the game. It's funny because, uh, you know, I got a lot of remarks about Nikola Jokic in the first three quarters. Oh, my God, what's wrong with Nikola tonight? Oh, my God, he's getting toasted. He's getting cooked. And I, and, and I kept thinking in the back of my mind, just, just wait, just wait. You know, it had the makings of a Joel Embiid game seven performance. But I said, just wait, give it time. And you saw what happened in the fourth quarter. Uh, Joker took over, erupted for 15 of his points in the fourth, got another triple-double. He's averaging a triple-double in this series. He averaged a triple-double in the last series. He's doing this against great teams and arguably against one of the greatest defensive bigs in the game. He is cooking everyone in front of him, and it's about time the rest of the country figured out how good this guy really is. Here with Nuggets reporter of Altitude Sports, Vic Lombardi, and, and speaking to that point, how much on the national scale have we heard that um, nobody stays up late to watch the Den- Denver Nuggets? People don't know about Nikola Jokic, even though he won back-to-back MVPs coming into this year and probably could have deserved another one this year over Joel Embiid. How cool is it for those of you in the Denver sports media market and, and fans to see what this team is putting together this year? Well, it's been a tortured experience as a Nuggets fan for years. You know, this is five decades of Nuggets basketball where it is highly regarded as one of the most successful franchises in major sports not to have won a championship. Um, it's not like this team has been, you know, completely without success. They've, they've been to the playoffs. They have Hall of Fame background. They've got guys, David Thompson, Bobby Jones, Alex English, Dan Issel, that Carmelo Anthony who just retired today. He spent some time here. Great players have come through Denver. They've just been unable to win at all. And most of their um, issues have come in the playoffs against the Lakers. They were 0 for 7 against the Lakers, historically 0 for 7 in the playoffs. Three times the Lakers have knocked them out of the Western Conference Finals. So what an obstacle to overcome. What a way to do it, to do it against that team in their arena? Are you kidding me? This is a dream come true for longtime Nuggets fans. Uh, We call it hashtag Nug Life because it always ends poorly. Throw that out the window. We're going to change that hashtag entirely after this run. You left out one great nugget, the great George McGinnis. Uh, he was a exactly Denver right. nugget there, too. You know, he yes, was an George awesome McGinnis player. Back. Yes, he was traded for Alex English. George McGinnis, Alex English swapped. So there have been a lot of great yeah, players. Yeah, he also was traded for Bobby Jones. 
And we and we yep. left out the great Larry Brown coached in Denver with those incredible, lovely plaid jackets and pants that he used to wear for the games, yep. Vic. I mean, we can't lose sight of the great Larry Brown either. I want to ask you this. Well, anybody who watches Jokic play and watches Embiid, is there really a doubt who was the MVP in your mind? Come on, Michael. I mean, I, we, you know, you've come on my show in Denver, and we've talked about this many times. If you if you held the vote today, it, it'd be Joker, right? I mean, but it's a regular season award. I firmly believe that the national narrative, primarily ESPN, stole a third MVP from Nikola Jokic. And it happened so quickly and so distinctly that it's sad because I believe it, it affected Nikola Jokic he was at the point when all this stuff was happening, when it went from a guy that was going to win the third MVP overnight to, oh, my God, uh, Joel Embiid's taking over the race. I think Nikola Jokic hated the toxicity of that debate and understood that the Nuggets had a seven-and-a-half-game lead out west, and they really didn't need the best of Jokic down the stretch, and he chilled. He really did. I think he took his foot off the pedal. He didn't care. He really doesn't. And I, when I tell these people, they say, come on, he's a competitor. He doesn't care about winning an MVP. He cares about winning an NBA title. That's what he cares about. And he's got go. a pretty legit shot to do it. Thank you so much, Vic. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Vic. All right, guys. And it's one of those things where so many people were arguing, how can we look back and say Nikola Jokic won three MVPs compared to the rest of the, the players who have done this? Now we might look back saying, how did we not? Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.